the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A bomb has gone off outside a mosque in the Afghan capital today. In the aftermath of the blast, a Taliban spokesman said a number of civilians had died from the explosion. The bomb targeted a mosque where a memorial service for the mother of Taliban spokesman Zabihullah Mujahid was underway. No one immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. However, since the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan in August, Islamic State group attacks have increased. The rise has raised the possibility of a wider conflict between the two extremist groups as the Islamic State considers the Taliban as an enemy. I'm Karen Chamas. Former President Trump wants a federal judge in Florida to force Twitter to restore his account. It was taken from him back in January. Mr. Trump's attorneys have filed a motion in Miami federal court. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280 The Patriot. Your forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and a high of 71 with a low of 52 for tonight. Tomorrow, slight fog and then sunny with a high of 72 and a low of 51. The latest Clint Eastwood film, Cry Macho, is in theaters now and we want to celebrate in a special way. Register daily at am1280thepatriot.com for your chance to win $1,000 cash, a quality brown suede jacket like the one worn by Clint in the film, a Clint Eastwood 40 film collector's edition box set, and a $50 Fandango movie gift card. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3. Two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we want to get to our uh, first guest right away here. We're going to have him on for just one segment. Folks, as we've been talking about the last uh, couple of broadcasts, uh, that uh, in the in the uh, uh, aftermath of former Republican Party of Minnesota Chair Jennifer Carnahan stepping down, there was going to need to be an election held for an interim chair, and that election was held yesterday as Republican Party's state central delegates had a meeting and they elected former Minnesota State Senator David Han out of Eden Prairie uh, to be the next leader of the party. Uh, he's the interim chair, but uh, there is a lot to get to uh, at the state party level, uh, namely well, an election year uh, coming up in uh, 2022. So lots on the agenda, and uh, we will be uh, talking to uh, former Senator Han about those uh, very items uh, coming up here in the near future. Uh, David Han, an honor to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, congratulations on your uh, election, sir, interim chair of Thank the party. You. Now, um, just for purposes of uh, just logistical items here, uh, is the new two-year terms 
uh, that you're taking over, does that just go until the end of 2022? Does that extend into 2023? How long is this, I guess, uh, David Hayam? It uh, extends to the end of 2022 is my understanding. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, obviously a lot of work ahead uh, coming up in the election cycle. We'll certainly get into that, uh, David Hand, but uh, we obviously understand what has gone on with the party, uh, the, the financial issues, obviously uh, the scandal with the uh, former mega donor that it took place. Everybody is familiar with all of that. So given what has been detailed, uh, well-documented, in your mind, as a party's leader now, David Han, what is your uh, top priority that you're going to address now that you're hitting the ground running? Well, there's uh, obviously a lot of concern about things that happened, and uh, a lot of people don't know. So we are going to undertake an outside evaluation of our financial status and um, uh, review our human resource policies and practices and uh, sure. make a report so that uh, people can feel assured that they know the facts um, the party is not in uh, dire straits. Uh, we uh, certainly don't have the financial resources we need to have to mount a campaign, but uh, we are not burdened with uh, crushing debt or uh, uh, those kinds of things. So uh, there is some need to restore confidence among our members and among donors, uh, and we will work at that. But uh, the first step is to just make sure that there are no lingering questions about uh, what has happened recently, and we'll do everything we can to try to uh, clear that up. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's certainly good news going forward. That uh, there there isn't the crushing debt as there had been in the past. I mean, we don't need to redocument what happened, say, um, ten years ago with those particular party leaders. So that in itself is good news, and obviously rebuilding the trust with the donors. Um, yeah, obviously that's that certainly must. I guess I want to get an idea of what was the atmosphere at yesterday's meeting, David Hand, specifically among the state central delegates and, say, the alternates that filled in for delegates who uh, did not appear. Was there was there optimism? Was there cautious optimism? Was there maybe um, just kind of a wait-and-see approach? What was kind of your general impression of kind of the, uh, I think there was, the room? There, yeah. there, there, it seemed to me there was... Uh, great optimism. Uh, The uh, state central committee was very enthused about the opportunities we have as a party in the coming election year. Uh, They were uh, optimistic about the party's future. No one was uh, talking about gloom and doom or uh, those. Obviously there are questions and there are concerns, but, but uh, generally people were very excited about uh, the opportunity to, to, get ourselves going forward again and uh, taking on uh, the Democrats in the next election cycle. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with uh, members of our party and others to uh, bring about, uh, we hope, uh, believe, a change in the political direction of the state next year. Yeah, absolutely. I, obviously, it's been uh, <laughs> something that's been uh, brought up quite a bit, including on this show. It has been, I think, since uh, 2006, since uh, Republicans uh, Republican last won a a statewide office, so obviously that is going to be uh, a priority. Um, how about yourself personally, uh, David Han? What was your uh, motivation to jump into? Uh, uh, let's be honest. Some lo- some look at the state party chair as a, as a very thankless job, and given what this uh, party has endured just over the past few months and even the previous couple of years, some looked at it as uh, something that was uh, radioactive, not wanted. What was your personal motivation for jumping into this? Uh, what some looked at as a very untenable position, David Han. Well, this obviously was not something that was on my radar to pursue uh, at the beginning of the year or even uh, sure. a month ago. Right. Uh, this, uh, I, I was interested in uh, getting involved in some political campaigns this year, going into next year, and and trying to be uh, helpful to our cause. Um, but uh, after uh, the previous chair's resignation, uh, I just had numerous calls from people across the state, uh, legislators, party leaders, um, donors, and they encouraged me to consider doing this. And uh, it, it, I was a little reluctant at first. Uh, you know, uh, I took a shot at this four years ago, and the, right. and the state central group decided they wanted uh, uh, not me, someone right. else. So, you know, you, you kind of think, well, uh, uh, does it make sense to do this again? But uh, the, the conversation I had with people that went on for over a week uh, was encouraging. And there was a, a great expression of the need to 
um, move quickly to get our party back on sound footing and moving forward. And um, uh, I, I certainly have the background and the experience to to help bring that about. The party is looking for leadership. Um, having uh, someone that is known to many of the people involved in the party and um, I, I think it was it was the right time. Okay. And for me, uh, I, I've always thought that if you have something to offer and there's a problem or a situation that you can apply whatever experience you have, then you ought to consider doing it. So um, I was available. I want to help the, the cause. I'm a big believer that the Republican Party is a great institution, a great political party. Uh, the people of Minnesota need to have a strong Republican Party. The message of the Republican Party is needed uh, across our state. So I gave it a lot of thought and uh, jumped in, and here we are. Fantastic. So uh, as we've heard, uh, David Hand, in this past several election cycles when Republicans continually have fallen short, in statewide elections, whenever there's, uh, I don't know, Monday morning quarterbacking, reassessment, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing. Some say, well, these are awful candidates. They aren't getting out there. They aren't doing, they aren't running proper campaigns or hiring terrible campaign staff. And some even point fingers at the state party themselves. Well, if we had a functioning state party apparatus, we might actually be able to get over the top and finally win a statewide election. Now that you're in this position, David Hand, chair of the state party, what is your perspective as far as what the role should be for a state party apparatus as far as uh, handling the uh, statewide candidates in uh, upcoming uh, statewide elections? Well, there, there's a uh, an enterprise, if you want to think of it that way, a center-right enterprise in Minnesota that involves a lot of organizations, political and, and uh, intellectual and um, interest-oriented. But you've got the, the, the House Republican Caucus, the Senate Republican Caucus, you've got business groups. Uh, so you've got a, a number of players that are going to be involved in elections every cycle. Right. And the challenge, part of the challenge is to make sure that what we're doing is is uh, coordinated as best we can. We're not, we're, we're not a, a machine in the sense that uh, you can just uh, turn the crank and things come out the other end. But, but there is a need to build a strong coalition. That's something that I believe uh, I'm in a good position to facilitate since I know um, most of the people involved in these various organizations and they know me and, and I believe we can successfully work together. So, so there is a need to, to have that coordination among different parties. Um, but other than that, there are certain things that the state party, I believe, is in, a, in the best place to, to, to do uh, more than any of the other groups, things like uh, putting together a, uh, a robust turn-out-the-vote campaign, for instance, that benefits all candidates, all campaigns. Um, the state party can can certainly do that or facilitate some of the early voting efforts that may need to be uh, conducted to make sure that people get their ballots and then get them back. Um, I also believe that one thing the party needs to do that it hasn't been doing very effectively, in my opinion, for quite some time is bring a message of uh, what the Republican Party governing principles are and do that continually, uh, week in, week out, month in, month out, not just wait till a campaign cycle, but really get about the business of trying to persuade people who are not already identified as Republicans or people who are not maybe even thinking of themselves as very political, but to challenge the predominant progressive leftist uh, rhetoric that that everybody kind of in this state seems to take as uh, as the norm, uh, and to challenge that, and, and to point out the differences between small R Republican governing philosophy and the progressive leftist philosophy that that seems to be uh, at least in this state uh, dominating. So we need to do that and and create the conditions that allow our candidates during election cycle to find a more I guess, a fertile ground to right. to apply their uh, campaigns in. Once again, we've been joined by David Han. He, the newly elected state Republican Party chair, again, the election held uh, yesterday for the interim chair, filling out the uh, uh, final eh, 14 months or so of former chair uh, Carnahan's tenure. Uh, David Han, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us today, sir, and uh, best of luck to you and uh, Godspeed, because I know that uh, you took some convincing, but you stepped up, you made it happen. 
elected as party chair, and uh, we're certainly hoping for nothing but the best for you going forward. Again, thanks for joining us today, sir, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Uh, Runs again, former uh, Minnesota State Senator David Hand, now the interim chair of the Republican Party of Minnesota. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. President Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders' $4.7 trillion infrastructure plans are a typical Washington bait-and-switch. Politicians raise taxes promising roads and bridges, but then waste trillions on special interests and partisan priorities, rigging the system for the well-connected while harming workers' wages and crushing small businesses. Call 202-933-3248 and tell Congresswoman Angie Craig to reject President Biden and Senator Sanders' phony infrastructure plans. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. From director Clint Eastwood comes Cry Macho, the story of being lost. Want me to go down there and kidnap him? Please. And found. Don't miss the Salem Radio Cry Macho sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win $1,000, a Clint Eastwood DVD library, and more. See Cry Macho in theaters and HBO Max. Now playing. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com slash macho. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. In today's world, time is precious, and Thunderbird Aviation is here to save it by offering world-class charter services for you to avoid planning an entire travel day for a two-hour flight. Skip the airport trips and long security lines by chartering a flight to your next family or business destination. Thunderbird's Charter Flights allows you to avoid crowded airports and adjust your departure. Visit ThunderbirdAviation.com to request a quote or email charter at ThunderbirdAviation.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming, you can hear our friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's The King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m., Probably the country's best show on economics. Not just the upper Midwest, but the entire United States of America. Yeah, I went there. Our friend King Banyan. And uh, the right here on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. It's the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, Mitch Berg, from 1 to 3 p.m. Saturdays. Followed by Jack Tomzak, 3 to 5 p.m., also on Saturday. And me, Brad Carlson, closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3. And again, we're here to take your call, 651-289-4488. Uh, we all, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we are also live streaming the broadcast uh, on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. I'm even waving to the camera right now. 
Uh, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a follow and a like if you haven't done so already. And follow along in the video. You can feel free to uh, jump into the comment section as well. Our good friend Wild Wilson, always a loyal listener. Uh, we appreciate Wild checking in. And Gary from Warroad says hello, Gary. We appreciate that. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we talked with uh, former Minnesota State Senator David Hahn, the first segment on his election as Republican Party of Minnesota chair. So uh, covered some local angle. The first segment, want to get to some national stuff here in the uh, next segment. And the one thing I have mentioned on this show quite frequently is how progressives always try to hijack language in order to cover up what is, I'm sure what they deep down believe are flawed arguments and, you know, kind of the Trojan horse, if you will. Uh, you know, for I mean, one great example during the campaign is was court packing. You know, they accused uh, Republicans of court packing, you know, to cover up what their own definitions of court packing is because they'd love to have 13, 15 seats on the Supreme Court to make it more balanced, which if you read between the lines, they just want another legislative branch that will rubber stamp their progressive agenda if it's ever challenged in the judiciary. But then they turn around and accuse Republicans of court pack. Well, look at the Republicans. They, they got all these uh, you know conservative justices on the court. Yeah, there's nine justices on the court. And there happened to be three vacancies during the Trump administration, which were filled. That's not court packing. That's filling vacancies. But this is what the Democrats do. They hijack language. And they, again, try to disguise and, and, and basically, well, it's gaslighting in a lot of occasions. And there was no better example of that than this past week in their attempts to pass a $3.5 trillion reconciliation package, which had all sorts of progressive goodies in it. Uh, and it was essentially being tied to the $1.5 trillion infrastructure package, which was passed in the Senate on an overwhelmingly bipartisan basis. I believe it passed with 60-plus votes. Okay, so you had all 50 Democrats and I think 15 or more Republicans in the Senate passed this $1.5 trillion infrastructure package. And, of course, that wasn't good enough for the uh, for the Democrats. They always wanted more in that. I mean, well, and again— this is another great example. You go back to earlier this year when the talks started about passing a long overdue infrastructure package. You had Senator Kirsten Gillenbrand of New York, you know, saying, well, paid leave, that's infrastructure. Child care is infrastructure. Caregiving is infrastructure. Well, typically the general definition of infrastructure has been, well, just that. Our country's infrastructure, roads, bridges, transportation needs, Right. That's the traditional definition of infrastructure, always has been. But here Democrats are trying to hijack it in order to get more money put into these bloated bills. And not to be outdone, Representative uh, Pramila Jayapal, she of, uh, I think she's out of Washington State, yeah, Washington's uh, 7th Congressional District, you know, just early, just uh, last week, paid leave is infrastructure, child care is infrastructure, health care is infrastructure, climate action is infrastructure, affordable housing is infrastructure. Basically, everything is infrastructure to these people. And so they tried to jam more into this into this package. And moderate Democrats aren't going for it. Okay, you talk about the Republican. They, they say the Republicans are the great obstructionists. Well, there are moderate Democrats in the House that aren't, aren't, aren't on board with this. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But perhaps the biggest... Uh, gaslighting attempt occurred this past week with this, again, a $3.5 trillion reconciliation package. The popular chanting point, and you probably heard this, was, wow, it's 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 going to cost zero. It's fully paid for. Huh? $3.5 trillion worth of goods in this reconciliation bill, and the true cost is zero. This is what they were trying to pass off. Because in the mind of Democrats, well, if we can just raise the tax revenue we know we can, well, the cost is actually zero. Well, this stuff doesn't come for free. You actually have to pay for it. 
But in their minds, if you've got the money to pay for it, well, the cost is zero. What? If you're still making a purchase, if I've got the money to purchase, oh, I don't know, a a, a brand new car. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Corvette guy. If I had, you know, 100 grand or so, whatever Corvettes cost, to, to put down on a Corvette, it didn't cost me zero. I still had to pay for it. Didn't matter if I had the money readily available to just withdraw from whatever account. I had to pay for it. But this is how they try to hijack language. This is try to how they try to gaslight. And and I've asked this question several times. What what bothers people more, that they're being lied to, or that the people lying to them think that they're too stupid to know the difference? And uh, Rich Lowry at National Review. Uh, put forth a piece this past week called the zero-cost canard. Uh, If Democrats get their reconciliation bill, it won't be because they convince the American public that its true cost is zero. As the political prospects of the bill have sagged, Democrats are trying to recalibrate by arguing that a generational spending bidge really won't cost anything at all. Citing provisions to offset the spending, Biden said has said that the bill is going to cost nothing. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has repeated that same argument. Trying to redefine the cost of a $3.5 trillion bill as zero must rank among the most patently absurd attempts to change reality through a talking point ever attempted. It's mind-bending logic that would mystify Lewis Carroll. It's the kind of reasoning you'd expect any bankrupt person or someone blissfully unaware that he or she is about to go bankrupt. It's the equivalent in its transparent, willful implausibility of Donald Trump's pledge that Mexico would somehow at some time, despite all its denials, pay for the border wall. The fact is that spending money is, by definition, spending money! Heretofore, this contention would have been uncontroversial. Indeed, before the reconciliation bill ran into turbulence, the point of it was it would involve spending boatloads of money, like FDR and LBJ did. The best defense of the Biden-Pelosi argument is that it depends on what the meaning of cost is. If Democrats intend to invest $3.5 trillion, Steve Bennett of MSNBC writes, but they also intend to pay for all that without adding to the national debt. Then, for all intents and purposes, the package costs nothing. Uh, Put aside that the reconciliation instructions say that the bill can increase the deficit by up to $1.75 trillion over a decade. Regardless, even if the bill is fully financed through tax hikes, it still costs something, or the tax increases wouldn't be necessary in the first place. Well, here's another thing that they never take into consideration. They have these wild fantasies that the rich aren't paying their fair share. Oh, we'll tax the rich. We'll have this wealth tax. There was even one tax proposed this past week on prospective capital gains or future capital gains. Basically saying, well, eventually you're going to reap capital gains from this particular uh, exp- this particular item or this particular property, whatever. So we'll just tax you on what you're probably going to gain from it, and that'll, you know, give us the money we need right now to pay for this three and a half trillion dollar package. And it ne- and and those revenues never come in, okay? Because when they talk about increasing taxes on wealthy people, well. See, there is still a tax code, very complex, that rich people, they have the wherewithal to afford high-level tax attorneys and uh, public accountants and whomever else in order to help them reduce their tax liability as much as possible. And this is one area where I agreed in principle with Elizabeth Focahannis Warren, senator out of Massachusetts, where she talked about that very thing you know the regular folks they don't have the wherewithal the financial wherewithal to uh, pony up for tax attorneys and public accountants in order to reduce their uh, tax liability as much as possible and yeah that's true but where i differ with focahannis is that makes a good case for simplifying the tax code and there's been a lot of suggestions like you know say just a pure consumption tax Because wouldn't that suggest that those who have more money are going to buy more stuff and therefore they would just pay more in taxes? I mean, wouldn't that just kind of stand to reason? But instead, we have this just unbelievably bloated and outdated and just uh, awful tax code where there are still a lot of these shelters in place. And this is where this is 
this was all part of Trump's appeal as well, whether you agreed with the rationale or not, where people would ding Trump, say, well, look at this. Trump lost all this money, but he hardly paid any taxes uh, because he was such an awful businessman that he lost all this money. He was able to use it in tax write-offs. And Trump came out and made the case, well, yeah, I'm taking advantage of the tax laws, which is why we need to reform the tax code. And that was also part of Trump's appeal. Yeah, certainly the cultural aspects of it and the hitting back of the media certainly was a big part of his appeal, but that approach as well certainly resonated with people. We'll have a little bit more about to say about this. And also take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Know the weather before you hit the field thanks to AM 1280 The Patriot and Onyx Hunt. Listen every Thursday at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. for the Onyx Hunt weather forecast. No matter where you hunt, public or private, Onyx Hunt has it mapped. As the number one hunting GPS app, Onyx gives you hundreds of custom map layers, 3D topo maps, weather details, and even what crops have been planted and where. All within the palm of your hand. Get the most trusted GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx Hunt. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we uh, thank you for tuning in. So uh, at least for now, the reconciliation bill has stalled in the Senate because two Democrat. Uh, holdouts, Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, just not comfortable saddling the country with three and a half trillion dollars more in spending, despite the fact that uh, Democrats and the Biden, particularly the Biden administration, were trying to gaslight Americans, saying, "Oh, well, the actual cost is zero. Yeah, sorry, no sale. Uh, and 
when that happened, you had all sorts of absurd attacks, particularly from the chief communist in the uh, U.S. Senate, Bernie Sanders, out of Vermont. And I, I, I always, I never do a good Bernie voice, but I'm going to attempt it here. This is a tweet that he put out: uh, Two senators cannot be allowed to defeat what 48 senators and 210 House members want." We must stand with the working families of our country. We must combat climate change. We must delay passing the infrastructure bill until we pass a strong reconciliation bill. And that's absolutely absurd on its face. Because guess what? Two senators plus 50 is 52. That's a majority in the U.S. Senate. But he's making it sound like Only two senators have a vote. Well, guess what? All 50 Republicans in the Senate are opposing this as well. So, as Josh Jordan on Twitter pointed out, uh, kind of the flip side here, Byrne, 48 senators, which is a minority in that body, cannot be allowed to defeat what 52 senators and 225 House members, which is a majority, majority in that body, do not want. I mean, this this is how this is how it's supposed to work. But yet all they focus on is two senators and the tired old tripe of, well, Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He represents the state of West Virginia. That's 0.5 percent of the U.S. population. And Kirsten Cinema represents Arizona. That's 2.1 percent of the American population. So two so two people who represent less than three percent of America are bringing down what is a wildly popular reconciliation bill. Well, that's another uh, that's another gaslighting attempt to, to this idea that this is wildly popular. Okay, how many thousands of pages is this reconciliation bill proposal? Honest to God, you think any any member of Congress has read this thing? Yet you're going to tell me that it's popular? Uh, just just ab- absolutely absurd. So this, this but this is how. This is supposed to work. And Charles C.W. Cook at uh, National Review, uh, his piece, brilliant title, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema are a feature, not a bug. And I'll just read a couple of excerpts from it. Uh, Senators Manchin and Cinema are not a pair of uninvited interlopers who are unexpectedly gumming up the gears. They themselves are among the gears. This being so, the duo cannot be said to be blocking the Democrats' de facto Senate majority so much as they are sustaining the Democrats' de facto Senate majority. Why? Because their decision to caucus with the Democrats rather than the Republicans is the only reason that the majority exists in the first place. To hear progressives talk, one would assume that in order to take one's place within the firmament, one must first swear a blood oath to Dick Durbin. Shockingly enough, one is obliged to do no such thing. And he's exactly right because, look, there's been talk about Joe Manchin switching parties. Joe Manchin's been very conservative Democrat ever since he first uh, took this post. And there's been talk that maybe Mitch McConnell might offer him some perks, you know, seniority on some committees if he were to switch parties. Because if Joe Manchin switches to Republican, boom, all of a sudden you have 51 Republicans, 49 Democrats. The Republicans have the majority. And thus, they control the agenda items which go through that body. That it's pretty simple. So this, so this idea that they're going to continue to crap on Joe Manchin because he's not acquiescing to their spending orgy is absolutely ludicrous. And they say, well, that they, you know, there's a, and and another one, another thing that keeps being brought up is, well, the fifty Democrat senators they represent fifty six percent of the population. Whereas the fifty Republicans only represent forty four percent of the population, yet they all get. Yet the senator from Wyoming he gets his equal say as much as the senator from California. You hear that constantly, and it's like these media members and a lot of these progressive elected officials have any of these people taken a civics class? It's embarrassing how little these people seem to grasp basic civics and economics, and. This is really part of the problem when you have career politicians or people who just want to make a living out of just being in politics. Okay, uh, I didn't get to this last segment, but I'll I'll probably get this. Uh, well, I'll just address it now. Jen Psaki, 
during a uh, press briefing. Uh, she talks about how it's, uh, well, let me uh, find her quote here. Yeah, she says it's absurd, it's unfair and absurd that companies would increase costs for consumers in response to us taxing them more. Well, whether it's unfair and absurd isn't part of the debate. The fact of the matter is you have people who are running companies, and if they're publicly held companies, they answer to shareholders. And what do the shareholders expect when they invest in these companies? The maximum profit possible. So if you can scale back on the biggest hit to your bottom line, which is human resources, companies are going to do it. Is that cold-hearted? Is that cruel? Well, you can debate that all you want. But the fact of the matter is that if you think corporations are just going to take it by increasing their corporate tax significantly, you know, for, for the good of others, that's not why you're in business. But this is the problem with people who are in government that have never run a business. They're not aware of these things. They just think that businesses have a moral obligation to bend to the government's will, whatever uh, legislation that government passes. And that's never how that's worked. And it's not supposed to be how it works at all. But again, this is a problem when you get people who have never had a job outside of government. Jen Psaki, has she ever worked outside of government in the private sector at all? I mean, this has just been an this has been been an ongoing thing, and this is why, another aspect. You know, hate to sound like a broken record, but why someone like Donald Trump had the appeal he did because he was actually out there in the working world, and people accused him of just being this, you know, billionaire elitist who made his fortune on the backs of the little people or whatever. But Donald Trump actually met people who put on a tool belt and had to figure out how to make a family budget and pay their basic bills. Okay, he was actually out there and and knew the plight of these working people. You know, whether he himself even has memory of that. So I I, I just get... Again, this is what happens when you're in government all your lives, and it's embarrassing. I mean, you see some of these elected officials at some of these hearings when they're grilling... Well, I mean... One example is when uh, Mark Zuckerberg came to Capitol Hill a couple years ago and he was being grilled, you know, by um, a group of senators over how he runs his company. But the problem is these group of senators has no idea how technology really works. I think one of the most embarrassing uh, aspects of that, I remember when Orrin Hatch asked him, you know, it's like, well, if you're not charging membership fees to be a part of Facebook, how are you making money? I mean, What? And Mark Zuckerberg, God bless him, he just said, well, Senator, we have advertisement. We have rerun ads. That's how we generate revenue. But again, when you have people like this, and I don't mean to pick on Orrin Hatch, but he's an example. Been in the Senate for how many decades? No concept of how business works. And uh, Brad Plumbo at uh, fee.org actually wrote a piece addressing that very thing. Uh, at a Monday press conference, uh, Saki was confronted by journalists citing data showing that House Democrats' proposed tax increases would violate President Biden's pledge not to raise taxes on anyone earning less than 400000 In particular, multiple studies have shown that the proposed increase in the corporate tax rate from 21 to 26.5% would lead to lower wages for workers and higher consumer prices, a de facto tax increase for those earning less than four hundred grand, if not technically a direct one. The press secretary responded to the journalist's query by downplaying the potential pass-along costs and simply declaring them immoral. Uh, There are some who argue in the past companies have passed on these costs to consumers, Saki said. We feel that's unfair and absurd, and the American people will not stand for that. Well, what are they going to do? If costs are passed on universally by corporations who are doing the most, what are Amer- what else are Americans supposed to do? Well, we're not going to stand for that. So what? They're not going to purchase their goods. Where else are they going to go get them at a cheaper price? 
it's kind of like, well, that's unfair. You know, I, I mean, the law of gravity is immoral. If someone jumps off the building, they shouldn't be badly disfigured or maimed when they hit the ground. Well, it doesn't matter what should or shouldn't happen. The fact of the matter is, whether they believe in gravity or the morality of it, they're going to splat and hit the ground if they jump off a building. So it's just complete amateur hour of the Biden administration. And it's no surprise, given the fact that look where our commander-in-chief is, a guy who's been in Washington for over 50 years. When is he, he's, Has he ever worked in the private sector? Ever? I don't think so. So this is where, we at, this is where we're at now. A bunch of career politicians who don't have a concept of what it's like to be in the private sector and run a business. They just looked at they they just looked at as 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 at the wealthy people as those who just are like Scrooge McDuck, you know, where they want to just dive and do a you know do a swan dive into a bunch of gold and swim around in their gold and their in their money and do it off the backs of the little people. But this is what happens when you don't see what actually went in to trying to start a business. How many of these people who have the most successful businesses in our country today? How many attempts did they have at other businesses before they failed and lost money and probably lost relationships and who knows what else because they were focused on trying to build a business and it ultimately failed? But maybe the second or third go around, they finally got it right and they built up a sizable enough business and are seeing the fruits of their labor only to have government saying, well, come on. Uh, we got to start increasing your corporate taxes, and if you try to pass on the cost to consumers, that's immoral. Well, what what happens when they tried and failed, and they had to live destitute for a while? In your mind, wouldn't that be immoral? But that's not how they look at it. So, uh, look, I, I think that what we saw this past week is a definite divide in the democrat party because there are plenty of moderates still in the house well that's how the Dem- that's how the blue wave happened in 2018 where you had moderate democrats running in uh red slash purplish districts that were able to win as a you know repudiation of, of trump in his first term and i think a lot of those seats are going to come back around to the republicans next year where the republicans are going to take over majority now all of a sudden you've got people like the squad particularly ilan omar tide pot of uh, Corey Bush, uh, Rashida Tlaib, you know, Ayanna Presley, they're not used to being in the minor- minority. What's going to happen when that takes place? So uh, all I can say is uh, get your popcorn ready because there are going to be a lot of fun sound bites when that occurs. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said... My air conditioner broke, and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-2000. 800-824-2000. 
800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemount and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer, and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For tips, mixed for cracks, call it. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Did want to get to a couple audio clips here. Uh, so I was talking about uh, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden, attempting to reach out to members of his uh, caucus, particularly Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Uh, trying to pass some sort of reconciliation package, and all these progressives were flipping out. I was like, oh, I never got personal meetings with the president. Yeah, because you're all a bunch of uh, lapdogs who are just going to uh, pu- push yes for any bloated spending bill you can. So there's really nothing to negotiate with you people. But uh, apparently the reconciliation package ended up blowing up, and that put the uh, infrastructure package uh, in jeopardy as a result. So uh, let's go with this. Uh, count number two, as uh, President Biden was walking away, you had a reporter asking him why he couldn't unify the Democrat Party and hear and listen to Biden's answer. You have to listen closely, but here it is. Count number two. Why is it been so challenging to unite your party, Mr. President? Why has it been so challenging to unite the party? Why is the party united? Why is the party united? Come on, man. Come unite on, man. the party. 50-50. I got it. Okay. So unite the party. 50-50. I got it. Um, well, there's 50 senators in the Democrat caucus, and two have continually balked at this outrageous cost of this reconciliation bill. Um, it's not going to be $3.5 trillion. Let's just get rid of any wiggle room right now. Joe Manchin has been very clear about that. In fact, there was an agreement, as it was later revealed, that he had with Majority Leader Chuck Schumer earlier this year where Joe Manchin agreed on a much more scaled-back reconciliation package that he would sign on to. And so what's with all the charade that you were trying to twist his arm to go along with it with an even bigger one? You know, And people were upset over that. I mean, some guy even said, well, where was Joe Manchin 20 years ago when we were spending all this money and going to a war in Iraq in Afghanistan, why didn't he name his price back then? It's like, uh, excuse me, sir, because Joe Manchin was not in the U.S. Senate 20 years ago, you nimrod. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. Uh, so you wonder why Joe Biden's handlers regularly keep him out of the spotlight and prevent him from answering any questions is because stuff like that where he snaps back and reports, come on, man, 50-50, I got this. Well, not so much. Uh, then uh, Biden, before he was to depart somewhere, uh, cut number four, he was asked about, uh, hey, uh, Mr. President, if this infrastructure reconciliation packages are such big deals, why are you only uh, ramping up the negotiations now? Cut number four. The problem is, you know, uh, it's one of the reasons why people said, well, I heard on television, it wasn't totally legit. Why wasn't Biden going around the country selling this before? Well, for a few little things, like we had hurricanes and floods, and we had little things like we had, anyway, a lot was going on. Oh, God. He's just like his vice president. 
where when he gets uncomfortable, he laughs. Yeah, a few little things like uh, floods and hurricanes. Yeah, a few thousand people <laughs> died in hurricanes. Well, he didn't say it like that. But the point is, when you're chuckling, when you're saying floods and hurricanes, things are very serious issues, and then you call them little things. All right, it's splitting hairs, making mountains out of molehills. I don't think he really looks at diminishes those as little. I'm not saying that. But you hate to play the card if this were George W. Bush or Donald J. Trump. But think about it. If Trump or Bush had that nervous laughter when they were saying, ah, you know, I just had a few little things to take care of, like this hurricane or this virus or whatever else. Yeah, it, it, it would be uh, CNN and MSNBC would have strokes playing those videos on an endless loop. So give me a break. But this, another thing. It's like, well, you know, I've been busy doing other things. What, like going to California and stumping for Gavin Newsom in the recall election? Isn't California a solidly blue state? What what are you doing going to California, which is a solid progressive state? Well, that tells you that there was actually something to this recall, and Gavin Newsom was in trouble. And I don't mean to rehash an old story because the recall was a few weeks ago now, but this idea that this was a vote of confidence for Gavin Newsom, uh, think again, if the president is willing to leave very important infrastructure negotiations to go stump for a governor, a Democrat governor of California. That just shows you how much uh, trouble Newsom was in. And if you need Biden and Harris to pull, drag you across the finish line, uh, I'm sorry, that's not a vote of confidence. So uh, a bad week for the Democrats in Washington, D.C. You love to see it because uh, it means they aren't spending, they aren't passing these bloated $3.5 trillion bills that are going to potentially saddle this country with even more debt. And again, I can't, I, I emphasize this every week, you know, we're, we're talked about when, uh, if Biden were elected, we we're going to get compassion and competence and decency. Sorry, there's nothing compassionate about continuing to saddle the next generation with a few thousand dollars here, a few thousand dollars there, more debt each and every passing day. Okay, I think the share of the national debt for American citizens right now is probably, what, sixty to $70,000? Okay, sorry, that ain't compassionate. Let's cease with that chanting point. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn all the... I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. I appeal to you to fight I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? 
That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that'll provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than two. 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack, RackShack barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Celebrate. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.